0: Welcome to the second episode of the Lunch Pail, Guys of this week. This is Jared podcasting alongside Lucas, Aiden, and Wyatt. Let's just dive straight into it with a staple. You probably just had some staple foods uh, in your Thanksgiving dinner. Let's go into a staple of this show, the Blue Collar Team of the Week, as well as the Lunch Pail Guy of the Week, the upstart, uh, let's say, upstart segment. Aiden, why don't you take it away on these, though? Uh,
1: tempting to pick Vanderbilt again. We're just gonna keep the <laughs> Vanderbilt until they until they lose. Uh, but but no, it's got to be Navy this week. You know, it has to be they had a statement win against eight and two ranked UCF. So UCF cannot try to claim the national championship this year. I don't think anymore. <laughs> um, but anyway, Navy, <laughs> Navy went into Central Florida, just that general area, uh, and it had a typical <laughs> Navy day. Uh, they they had one pass attempt. Um, it was a ninety five yard touchdown. Um, just kidding. It was an incompletion. Um, and <laughs> the, they rushed for 248 <laughs> yards, two TDs. They forced turnovers. It was a, a blue-collar win from a classically blue-collar team, classically red-white and blue-collar team. Um, mm. but, but, yeah, I feel like I saw a stat during the Notre Dame-Navy game that they had won – I forget how many games they'd won without completing a pass over the past 10 years, but it was something <laughs> crazy, and it was way more than anyone else. Um, wow. But – But yeah, so that is the blue-collar team of the week. Uh, The lunch pail guy of the week. We've had this segment now for two weeks, and a kicker was picked last week. I feel a little bit bad about picking a kicker again, uh, but there were some (laughs) kicking heroics, and I feel like kickers are kind of lunch pail guys. Uh, So the one I'm particularly going to be highlighting (laughs) is Jake Moody, Michigan's kicker. Had the last kick of his career at Michigan Stadium, was a game winner to keep their undefeated season alive was four for four on field goals for the game he scored 13 of Michigan's 19 points um, and like that's not new for Jake Moody like last year he won the Lou Groza award for best kicker they had a ton of close games last year where he made pretty much every kick this year he's 23 <clears throat> for 25 on kicks that are less than 50 yards he's 47 for 47 on extra points just a level of consistency you don't see with college kickers you know, it's because we, we know we've seen Jake Moody be the first guy in, the last guy out. He's always out there kicking. We've, we've all seen it happen. Um, so I think he is a, a deserving lunch pal guy of the week. Um, but I don't think he's quite as good as or quite as much of a lunch pal guy as Lou Groza, the guy who the kicking award in college football is named after. Who was an offensive <laughs> tackle, a center, a defensive tackle and a kicker when he was in college. Um, So he's not, he's not quite on that level, Um, but, but yeah, Jake Moody's pretty good. I feel like he'll probably be um, in the NFL next year. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Great picks. Good picks there. Alrighty. Let's get into our large segment for this episode. We're going to talk about some AFC East and NFC football, Uh, AFC East and NFC East football. Uh, Every team in those divisions is over 500. But the balance of power is quite murky. The Cowboys just routed the Vikings. The Giants lost to Motor City Dan Campbell's Lions. Commanders beat the Texans. The Eagles squeaked out a win against Jeff Saturday, no longer Jeff Sunday. Colts and the AFC Eats The and the AFC Eats, The Patriots continue to own the Jets, even needing a last-second punt return basically to do it. And the Bills escaped a snowstorm and won, while the Dolphins were just on a bye week. So Lucas. A lot, a lot of information to take in from these last couple, these last couple weeks. How do you see each division playing out, and why?
2: Well, I've gone through and I've literally predicted every single game through for each team remaining in the division. I am not going to read out every single <gasps> one of those predictions. Do I do it. not want to yeah. bore people with, with scores. <laughs> Week <Yes>. seventeen, <laughs> Cowboys. But I have gone through, and I'm going to read out each team's final record, the remaining losses I think they have on their schedule, and why I think that'll be the record at the end of the season. Should I go bottom up in each division or top down? Bottom up. What bottom would we prefer? Up. Yeah. Bottom yeah. up? Yeah. All right. NFC East or AFC East first? What are we think? Do
0: AFC East first. I have more to say about okay. the NFC East. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. Okay. So, so at the bottom point. of the AFC East, I think we're going to have the Jets, who are going to finish <sighs> the year nine and eight with remaining oh. losses to the Bears, Bills, Lions, and Seahawks. Mike White is not leading a team to the playoffs. I know, Zach Wilson is a I know Zach Wilson is bad, but I think Mike White is in no way a playoff quarterback. The Jets are going to crash back down to earth with a 3-4 and four record. Again, Wilson was awful this week. Mike White's not going to be that much better. The defense is great. Sauce Gardner, we talked about him on this week's show earlier. Um, but, you know, all I'm saying, not a great team. But they're still going to be in last place with a record over 500. That's kind of cool. Uh, oh, so thanks, for Lucas. That yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, it's when nice I way. heard that, I was like, okay, I think tie- 9 and eight. <laughs> <laughs> I think there are four when losses put it that way, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah,
2: yeah. The Patriots, I think, will be tied at 9-8. and eight. I think they're going to lose to the Vikes, the Bears, the Dolphins, and the Bills. Patriots are hot right now. Three straight wins. Things are looking good. The defense is playing especially well. They haven't a lot of time points in any of the, those three wins. But... Their quarterback playing their offense I think is going to hold them back. They'll be fine over the last stretch, 3 and 4. They're going to lose to the Bills, who are a better team. They're going to lose to the Dolphins, who are a better team. I think Justin Fields will finally win a game after playing so well, and I think it'll be over the Patriots just because their offense struggled. And I think they're going to lose to the Vikings, who are a better team. That puts them at 9 and 8. Um, And so that is why I am picking them at 9 and 8. Second place, I'm going to go Bills, nine. 11 and 6. Nine. Whoa, With okay. remaining losses to the Patriots, the Dolphins, and the Bengals. Again, some of these teams play each other twice, so I have them splitting the, the series. Between. So I think mm-hmm. the Bills and the Patriots play each other twice remaining this season, if I'm correct. Um, okay. This is something we've talked about in the group chat, and we can debate more. But all the advanced stats in the world cannot convince me that the Bills are a Super Bowl team. <laughs> Josh Allen is super turnover-prone. And the team just doesn't have that dog in them. I know we have used that a lot, but it's just they, I, I, they just I just can't. You can't convince me the Bills are a good team. I know why. It is someone they don't, the like, yeah,
1: don't
2: they don't pass the eye test. Yeah, they don't pass the eye test. Really? <laughs> and for, and for that reason alone, I think they lose to the Bengals, <laughs> who are a decent team this year. And they're going to lose the Dolphins, who are a better team in their own division, and they're going to lose the Patriots, and you know a weird fluky kind of game. That's the will thing. That means at the top of the AFC East, we're going to have the Miami Dolphins who are only going to lose two more games this year to the 49ers, and then one weird fluky game to the Jets, but they just sort of let things <laughs> fall apart for whatever reason. Every team has those from time to time. They just lose a weird game. I think the Dolphins are going to lose one more weird one to the Jets this year and lose to the 49ers, who are again playing much better as the season goes on, now first place in the NFC West. But I think this team is the class of the division. This weekend's winning against the Browns shows why. They were just thoroughly dominant. Tua has been excellent. He has not lost a game still. Where he's played the whole game. That's still correct, right? And I'm still correct I'm in saying so, yeah. that. Um, I think he's proven himself to maybe be the best quarterback from that class. Up for debate. We can talk about that another time. Wow. Mm-hmm. But I think that they're going to lose to a good 49ers team. And they're going to lose a weird one to the Jets. But I think they played so well. Tua's playing so well. I don't see him dropping a bunch of games at the end of the season. I think Dolphins finished first of that division. 12-5. and five. Do we want to talk about the
1: FCs
0: now? Let's talk about the FCs but... and then we can go into the
1: NFCs. Okay. Yeah. Mike White is gonna make you regret everything you just said, Okay, <laughs> Everything <laughs> I said. I'm banking on you know the Patriots and Jets both turning to their Western <laughs> Kentucky quarterbacks, Bailey Zapp and Mike White. And you know oh, making yes. a run to the top of the division. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, honestly I generally agree with your, your takes here. I think the Bills will probably win one more game than you said they'd win, but overall, yeah, I, I, I don't the think Dolphins, the Dolphins. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: I don't think the Bills are gonna lose to the Patriots. They they've destroyed the Patriots last year in the playoff game. They beat them the the other regular season game before that. The one they lost was like some like zero degree day in Buffalo with like fifty mile an hour winds or whatever on Monday Night Football. Mm-hmm. I remember that game. I think the Bills. I mean, Josh Allen. I know, like the advanced stats whatever can't convince you, but Josh Allen is the best or second best player in the league right now, as well as Tua is playing. He's not better than Josh Allen, in my opinion. And and as I said last time, I think the goal po- the goalposts just kind of keep moving with the Bills. Like they were punished in our power rankings last week, mm-hmm. unjustly so, in my opinion, because everybody thought they were going to go undefeated this season. If they show any sort of weakness. They're just going to get punished in the national like imagination, I guess, and evaluation of the Bills. I think they're definitely the best team still. In terms of like not having that dog in them, too, by the way, they've won a lot of close games this year. They beat the Ravens mm-hmm. in a close game. They beat the Chiefs in a close game. They're really close. That Dolphins game, really close, too. They lost that one, but they were competitive yeah. in that game, and I think in the rematch, they'll
1: win. Yeah. They had a bunch of injuries that game, too. I think.
0: Yeah. They were dry. they're not used to playing in like yeah. ninety degree weather. They're used to playing in thirty exactly. degree weather.
1: This is their time. Yeah, <laughs> their, their time begins now. Uh, <clears throat> Lucas, you don't think they're a contender though, the Bills?
2: No. Wow. And it's a hundred percent a vibes thing. But I just I, they just <laughs> don't read like a team that's going to compete for a Super Bowl to me. <laughs> the vibes are off. maybe it's just because the hype coming into the season was so much. Like every outlet picked them to win it all this year. People were saying they were going to go seventeen and zero. And maybe I just listened to Nick Wright too much because he is a big Bills <laughs> hater. But, like, I just, oh, yeah. like, I can't fathom why this team is good. I, not good, a contender. They just don't give off the energy of it to me. They've given up, they lost far too many games they should win. Josh Allen is far too turnover prone. I just can't see it happening. Nah, I don't know.
1: I mean, their losses still are to their three teams that have. Easily winning records, right? There were three teams who were in our power rankings last week. Close mm-hmm. games to the Vikes, to the Dolphins. Those teams are going to gonna be Jets. in the playoffs.
3: Good teams play in the playoffs.
1: Yeah, but they've also beaten oh. good teams. They beat the yeah, Chiefs. Come on, they beat like the Chiefs. I, yeah, the, the Vikings we, game too. By the way, story. They beat the. The Vikings Titans Titans game was one to fluke. seven. The Titans are seven and three. Also, like, yeah, like come on. So did the Giants.
0: Hmm. They didn't beat. they're not beating anybody by double digit points. 70. They're like barely beating people by double digit points if they are. <laughs> they're not. They, <laughs> <laughs> they have yeah, a point differential like the, of one.
1: The Bills have beaten the Chiefs, the Ravens and the Titans, who have three of the best records in the AFC right now. Yeah. Right? I mean, the only team that's that's all the 7 and 3 or better teams except for the Dolphins in the AFC. Yes.
0: And even that that Vikings game, they really should have won that they fum- they fumbled on like what their their own end zone, like which is crazy fluke. They really should have won. That, that was game.
1: a comic end to that game the whole thing, but yeah. not that the Vikings didn't deserve it, but
0: anyway yeah,
3: oh. yeah but t- but good te- bat- good teams don't make those mistakes. I think that that's the thing with the bills, and I agree with mm. what Lucas is saying is that they haven't proven they to do me that they're game. a team that can play complete football when it matters. They can beat teams that they that they blow out or they absolutely have a mismatch against, and they're fantastic when they're up seventeen points. But they've yet to prove that they can put their nose in the dirt and make and, and go out there and win a tough game in a tough way. Where's the I pr- just where's agree. the pr- pr- proof that game. Times? Game. I learned- Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Thank
2: you. They're not. They're not happening frequently enough for my (laughs) liking. That's all. say
1: The goalposts. See, that's what I'm talking about. The goalposts just keep getting moved. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see what happens when they lose an Arrowhead again this year. That's all. I'll say. Yeah. Oh god. Hey. You know, Jared and I at least we're playing the part of the NFL media here. You know, we gotta make excuses for the Bills, or else we wouldn't be a part of the NFL media. (laughs) Exactly.
2: All right to we'll move over to the NFCs go ahead all right, bottom up again. uh, I don't know how the tiebreakers would work in this scenario. It was much easier with the other two because the Patriots would <laughs> just beaten the death the two times. I think the Giants and the commanders are both gonna finish ten and seven at the bottom mm. of the division mm. in the year. I think the commanders are gonna lose only two more games this year. They've been really good and get into that briefly in my you know little synopsis I don't want to go on too much about it, but mm. They're going to lose one of two to the Giants. They're to, the Giants and the Commanders are going to split their season series. And they're going to lose to the 49ers. Because, again, the 49ers, as this show has gone on, they've added McCaffrey. They're just a very, very talented team. Personally, the NFC West, I think they'll beat the Commanders. But overall, I'm really high on the Commanders at this moment. Now that Heineke's at the helm, he's a really good defense. I'm not just saying all this because they beat the Eagles. <laughs> I think the Commanders are legitimately a legitimately good team. And over the last few weeks of the season, they're going to finish 5-2. and two. They're going to have a win over the Cowboys. Would this be, if the last place team has a 10-7 record, I imagine that would be the best overall division record mm-hmm. in NFL history. Mm. I can't imagine being otherwise. So I'm rooting for that. It's just like a fun little stat. Um, but I think the Giants are also going to be 10-7. and I think the Giants are going to come down to earth a little bit. Uh, they're going to lose to the Cowboys. They're going to lose one or two to the Commanders. They're going to split it with the Eagles, and they're going to lose to the Vikings. That is up to four more losses, making them three and four over the last stretch, ten and seven for the year. Losing to the Lions is not a good sign. I know the Lions have been on a little bit of a run recently, but it's not a very good football team. Daniel Jones, a quarterback, is never going to be the answer, and sort of that lack of offensive prowess is just going to hurt them. They're going to go three and four. Second place, I'm going to go the Cowboys. I think they're going. I think it's going to be really close. I think it's a toss-up between them and the Eagles because I think the Cowboys are going to win the game against the Eagles when they play each other in a few mm-hmm. weeks. Um, but I think they're going to lose to the Titans and to the Commanders over the last of the year. I think the Titans, again, our team that has really shown improvement as the year goes on. They're 7-3, first in their division. I think there's no way the Cowboys are going to play perfect football. They've shown they have a tendency to play four games like against the Packers a couple weeks ago. I think just a couple of those are going to just pop up over the last... Because while the Cowboys have been really good, at points they've also been inconsistent. Like, every... Huge, whenever the Vikings like they had this past weekend is sort of accompanied by a big blown loss. Like mm-hmm. There's been inconsistency there, mm-hmm. and so I think while they might be more talented than the Eagles, although I hate using the word talented, I just think that inconsistency is going to get to them, and they're going to fall just short of that division crown. First, because they're a couple games back, the Eagles they're going to have to have a dramatically better record than the Eagles over the last half of the season. I don't think that's going to happen, and even though I think they'll beat the Eagles, when they play each other. But I think they'll drop games to the Titans and Commanders. That'll cost them a little bit. And at first, I'm going to go to the Eagles. Only one game ahead at 13-4. Overall, the team's gotten a little banged up. The Goddard injury, especially, like I referenced in the last episode, has really hurt. Their offense just doesn't seem to be able to do as much because you've taken away like a really dynamic pass-catching tight end. There are fewer options to throw to. Fewer things the defense has to worry about covering. But they're still an excellent team. Their defense still plays really well. You saw that against the Colts this past weekend. Jalen Hurts is probably not the MVP favorite, but probably top five consideration at this point i think universally agreed upon he is carrying that team having said i think they're also going to lose to the titans i'm pretty high on the titans as the year has gone on this year um i think they're going to lose to the cowboys in that game and they're going to split this remaining game the giants who despite me being a little low on before i still think our good team will play well enough to take probably the game in new york uh from the eagles which puts them at 13 and 4 um and top of the division
3: there's no way that the Commanders finish with the same record as the New York Giants. (laughs) (laughs) Tell us why. There's no way. So first of all, they're going to lose to the Falcons this next week. I think the Falcons are a team that you've overlooked. Let's say they split with the Giants in both games. Then they lose to the 49ers. They'll definitely lose to the Cowboys. So that's four more losses guaranteed on their schedule. I would say. They have a point differential of negative nine points.
2: (laughs) Yeah, but like, that, since that's you, you're including the Carson Wentz
1: games. Those games don't count for him. Yeah, but Taylor Heineke. Okay, well, yeah, the Giants have a plus one. Yes, it's better than, plus <laughs> one They're is 1. better than uh, uh.
3: negative fun little, nine. Fun little fact.
2: Wait, I, I, I just want to throw this stat at this point. It's irrelevant that the Vikings are eight and two, but I have a negative point differential, yes. which is the most fun stat. Yeah. And, Super fun. I love that. <laughs> but, yeah. <laughs>
3: Taylor Heineke's thrown five touchdowns and four interceptions this year. There's no like it's not like he has all of a sudden he's a locker room I know he's guy. a great he locker room guy. guy. They, exactly. love, they, love locker. they love they love him. They love him and they play and they play it probably a little harder because Taylor Heineke's out there. But let me tell you what. <laughs> yeah. When it comes down to like, oh, we need a guy who's gonna go win his games, Heineke his only move is to fit is to knee at the last moment, get hit and draw a flag. Like is he's, he's flopping <laughs> on an NFL field. He's thrown five touchdowns <laughs> all season. Like I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not gonna bank. Carson Wentz is a better quarterback than Taylor Heineke is. Wow. No, yeah. No. Absolutely. Have you seen Carson the Wentz? Played, played no. very bad. He's played bad. Very poorly. And he's he has a problem with leadership and body language and the mental aspect. But as far as like the way that but the position he's he played, <laughs> <laughs> I mean like his his ability is way more than Taylor Heineke. And I lo- and I love Taylor Heineke. I really do. But I'm not gonna sit here and pretend. What? That he and Daniel Jones are in the same tier, even if he's Daniel Jones is definitely better than Heineke is.
1: Why people have told there, Taylor Heineke's that He Heineke Heineke took life, over. Okay. And he's <laughs> and he's yeah, it. when he was yeah, in him, blue man.
2: collar, Old Dominion University, just kicking it around. <laughs> I like <laughs> him.
1: I,
3: li- I like him. But you can't convince me that Heineke like, though.
2: Yeah, uh, I mean the Commanders those aren't good. Gonna... Like St. Louis Battle Hawks yeah. in <laughs> I <don't know>. Anyway.
1: <laughs> The commanders like shouldn't play Carson though, because no, at, the, at the pace they're going right now, they'll'll they'll have to send the Colts a third rounder instead of a second rounder if Carson plays less than you know what 70% of the snap. So Taylor Taylor's yeah. going to be in for a bit yeah.
0: I actually agree with your standings, Lucas. Um, because the Eagles have a, a leg up on the Cowboys right now on record. But I think the Cowboys, 100%, are the better team, personally. The Cowboys beat the Giants on Thanksgiving. They'll beat they our supposed number one powering team in the Minnesota Vikings. Destroyed them, as a matter of fact. Then also beat the supposed, according to Wyatt, sixth best team in the NFL, the New York Giants, for the second time this season, I might add. The Cowboys are playing very good football in all phases, except for Dak, actually. Dak, they are a bottom-tier passing offense right now. And that that is on Dak. That's also on Jerry too, but it's on it's on Dak a little bit too. They they really are like very seedy Lamb reliant. I know that's the narrative out, out there right now. Kind of going into our follow-up question a little bit. OBJ apparently plans on visiting the Giants and the Cowboys after Thanksgiving. Wyatt? Mhm. Yeah. And I think that would give them a, a really really oh, big Oh, you buzz, going for confirmation?
3: Yeah, I was going okay. for yes. yes, yes,
1: he is. It's <laughs> okay. like a recruiting visit. Is he going to like go to the game and just, you know? Like, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. They'll give he him gear him. and yes. stuff like that.
0: <laughs> for how good the Cowboys are, they, they have a bottom-tier passing offense. Like, the Commanders, the Jaguars, the Colts, the Broncos are all averaging more passing yards somehow than the Cowboys. But that's been glossed over because they have an excellent defense and a top-10 rushing offense. Also, I need to say this again because – Everybody in the preseason wanted to tell me about how bad this O-line was going to be. They've allowed the fewest sacks in the NFL this year. I'll continue to remind everyone as that stat is true. And as I said, they're top 10 rushing offense. That's kind of masking over the fact that like Dak hasn't really been that good this year. <laughs> that's their that's their weakness that they'll need to overcome. And I think somebody like Here, OB, here's, OBJ would help. Here's
3: their them. weakness, Jared. One, it's the buffoon that they My have partner. employed as head coach who, <laughs> will, who will inevitably... Screw them over with, a, oh, with coaching his dedication to coaching malpractice. He will at some <laughs> point in this season or the postseason, In this season probably won't matter with the way that their schedule is and where the record is now, but at some point, he's going to make a mistake that will cost them a big game. But here's what I'm really going to say. <laughs> Tony Pollard has to be the starting running back going forward. And Jerry Jones has to has to swallow his pride and put his ego to the side which is impossible, but he he's going to be <laughs> hypothetically he's going to be asked to do it and say that Zeke is no longer his superstar, the running back he extended, his big his the big name, the guy that he drafted with a top draft pick. All of those things that surround Zeke, he has to let those go. He's got to say Tony Pollard is the best running back on this team. And Zeke Elliott can, can still be featured in play, obviously. It's not like he's never going to play again. But Pollard has to out-carry him, and Jerry Jones has to let that happen.
0: Yeah. No, Tony Pollard has been really good. He's been great for my fantasy team. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm.
3: Also, here's this. Here's a fun little for tomorrow, right? This actually, this is not going to come out tomorrow. On Thanksgiving, we're recording this on Wednesday. Transparency here. Right now, the Giants. This is what people love about our
2: podcast. <laughs> After
3: the fact takes. Um, right now, the Giants will probably be. There's a chance that they're going to be without a handful of valuable offensive linemen. There are our wide receiver, Wondell Robinson, tore his ACL in his breakout game against the Lions, so that's going to be tough. Odell, come home. Put on the put on the blue, the little NY thirteen. It's it's there for you. It's it, I mean it, it, it looks good. Get another one handed catch. The greatest catch you ever seen. You got against the Dallas Cowboys. Against them, in our uniform. Come home. <laughs> we need the passing attack. We're a bottom four pat. We're the fourth worst passing attack in the league right now. Only ahead of the Titans, the Bears, and the Falcons, right? Oh, wow. But we're also three and three when SoCon Barkley runs under 100 yards. So, it, so the run attack is it's really really good in comparison to our terrible uh, passing attack. But here's what I'm gonna say: Giants can win and they can win this division, and then they can they can end up winning a lot more games if they do the things that they're supposed to do, as in control the time of possession. We are one of the best third-down converting teams in the league right now at 44%. And we're also one of the best third-down defenses, which only, which only allow 34% of third-down conversions against us, which is only behind Tennessee, Baltimore, Washington, and Denver. So we're the fifth-best third-down defense right now. So it's totally possible, actually, that the Giants can find a way. Our run defense is awful, but we can find a way to start winning games. And again, Odell, we need the big plays. Use Daniel Jones as a runner, the occasional pass, which is like a quick slant, and then let somebody take it off and rip it for ninety nine for a touchdown.
0: But yeah, it's it's in the cards. He wants to play for a Super Bowl contender. Why the Giants mm-hmm. are not one? I would argue. The Cowboys are.
3: I'm sorry. The Cowboys are every year, and then but it's they been, are. Yeah, they are, and it's been twenty five <laughs> years. So I mean. <laughs> Hey, they're in the conversation. What do you want me to believe? <laughs> Someone lied to me 25 years in a row. I, I, I don't know. I'd stop believing
1: them. <laughs> mm. um, Jared, how old are you?
0: No. Yeah, Jared, what's your favorite <laughs> Cowboys Super Bowl moment of our lifetime? <laughs> I've only been a fan for the, of the Cowboys for like two years because of this podcast. So.
2: <laughs>
3: Why? We're not going to go 25 years without a Super Bowl in this podcast, right? I hope so. I hope not, at least. Mm-hmm. That's going to do it for today's episode. <laughs> I am. Uh, we're signing off. Go ahead and follow us at all of our socials, at LunchPillGuys underscore, as well as subscribe to us on your favorite podcast platform. We appreciate you. Um, we uh, Thank you for listening, and we will see
0: you guys the next week.